There are legends round here, even if only in their own minds. Forgotten, but not dead. Some have tried to stop them, but they keep coming back. Coming to entertain you. They are the Crystal Lake Soldiers. Welcome back to the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. My name's Isaiah. I'm joined tonight by Mark, Sean, and Ted. How are you guys doing? Feeling good, man. Feeling good. Fantastic. Doing okay? Awesome. We are officially in WrestleMania season. Woo! Best time of the year for wrestling fans. Uh, tonight is the Royal Rumble event. What this is, for those of you that may not be all on the end with professional wrestling, it's one of the biggest events of the year for the WWE. It all culminates with the Royal Rumble match, which now there's two, one for the men, one for the women. And the winner of each of those matches go on to the biggest show of the year, WrestleMania, to challenge for the title they're choosing. So, just a little bit of background with regards to this event. This event actually dates back all the way. The first televised version of it happened in 1988 on January 24th, and it was actually on the USA Network. It oh. was. <laughs> so, it's, it's interesting because this isn't the actual first Royal Rumble event. Or Royal Rumble match, rather. The first Royal Rumble match actually took place on what is called a house show, which is like a non-televised event. And it actually happened the year before, in October, in St. Louis. And when they first did this, it actually was a failure. And it's interesting that this started out as such a failure, and now it's like one of the biggest things in professional wrestling now. So... The first ever one was in 1987 in a house show in St. Louis. Did terribly, but then they brought it back just a few months later. And it became such a hit that the following year, it became part of their big four is what they were known as. Their biggest shows of the year, which were on pay-per-view. So you had, when once this one was added, you had the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, their biggest show of the year, SummerSlam, and the Survivor Series. And it's been a staple of WWE for over 30 years now. That Maybe it was just meant for the bigger stage, like on television. You know what I mean? And that's right. why it failed at the house show. Yeah. That's I, really the only thing I wanted to add. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 such a huge concept. And I, I, I don't think at first that people, when they first did it as a trial run, I, I don't think people really grasped like the, the scale of it, honestly. Because... From what I was hearing, and it could be wrong, but they didn't even have 20 people in the very first one when they were testing it out. I think it was like 12 people. Uh, they were looking at it as a battle royal and just stretching yeah. it out or something. And Which, I, I mean, it's compared to battle royals, but I think it's so different. Right. It really is. Throwing them over the top rope, it's really a completely different match. Yeah. Because, I mean, you have the normal battle royal, which uh, basically everybody's all in the ring at the same time, and it's just complete chaos. 
where this, I mean, you start with two people and then it obviously every 90 seconds you have another person coming into the match and it's just, it's kind of a buildup and there's that there's, there's something so special about that buildup. And, uh, it's, it's just amazing. It's, it's probably my favorite match. The thing I look forward to the most every year, even a lot of times more than WrestleMania, I look forward to more of the Royal Rumble just because of the, the scale of the match. Yeah, it's definitely always one, one of my favorite events. It's I still look forward to it. I don't think I enjoy it as much as I used to, but it's still one of my favorite events. Yeah. So, like, how does this work? Do you guys know, like, before you go in to watch this, do you know, like, what order the wrestlers are going to come uh, out? No, typically not. Or do you, do you even know who's participating? It used to be you Don't, didn't yeah. know who was going to be in it. I mean, obviously now with because social media and everything and just how big the shows have gotten and everything, usually you have a good idea of who's going to be in the match. They still try to save some surprises, which has right. been kind of the staple of this match is like who's going to be in the rumble because a lot Sometimes of times they'll let you know number one or number 30. But outside of that, yeah, things left up to surprise. So. Yep. And that's kind of one of the biggest selling it- points for that. Is it like set like every like two or three minutes someone comes out or something yeah. like that? Every ninety it started seconds. Like yep. a two, it started actually as two minutes. Yep. And then they eventually adopted the ninety second method. They actually had one that had sixty seconds, which I was gonna mention later, but Yeah. So. <laughs> we could definitely get into that. I'm sorry, I'm a I'm a noob. I'm just trying to learn. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Understandable. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely the biggest match. And scale-wise, I mean, especially time-wise, because you're talking a lot of times this particular match can take an hour and a half, you know, easily. There's no pinfalls. You can only get eliminated thrown off over the top rope and both feet hitting the floor. Yep. Which they play into the match as well. <laughs> right. I've seen I've seen a couple, like, bits and pieces, but I didn't really sit down and watch the whole thing. I was pretty young. Yeah. And I remember... Just people just being chucked out of the ring. Like, that was their goal. <laughs> yep. Like, there's, like, two or three guys ganging up on one dude because he's real tired and he looks like he's going to be easy to throw yep. out. Or something like that. Honestly, for people that aren't, aren't that aren't wrestling fans, the easiest thing to think of is it's like an adult version of King of the Hill. <laughs> See, I was thinking more like the <laughs> King of the Hill. Yeah, I, was, I always thought of it like the Dragon Ball Z tournaments where you get knocked out of the ring and you lose. Okay. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Except that's just one on one. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so it's it's definitely something that I look forward to every year. Now, as I was kind of looking back, kind of looking at all the different Rumble events and stuff over the years, probably one of my favorite things that they used to do, they don't do it anymore. But like the first few years when the event would start, you would have that cheesy, pumpy 80s, early 90s rock music that was made on a synth. And uh, you'd have Vince McMahon come on and announce every fucking person that was in the match. Yeah. So you'd have 30 <laughs> names being listed off. He would always start it off. Um, it's time for Rumble. It's time for the Royal Rumble. Participants include the immortal Hulk Hogan. The Hitman, Bret Hart. The Undertaker. And then he would always do the whole thing where he'd do, and the model, Rick Martel. And you'd think he'd be done. 
<laughs> but no, he'd come back in, Hercules! Akeem the African Dream, Brutus the Barber, <laughs> Dino Bravo, and Haku! Razor Ramon, IRS, and he would just keep going on and on until he listed every fucking participant. I, I look back on that, and it's so funny, because it used to annoy me so much, but it's just, like, so good going back and watching that. And I, I am when they had that little number thing back there, and you'd see them picking inside, picking their number out. Yep. See the disappointment or excitement, or they try not to give it away. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's so good. And I, I do like when they do that nowadays, when they bring back the tumbler and drawing the numbers, because they do it every once in a while. They don't do it nearly as much anymore, but when they do do it, yeah. it's great. Because, <laughs> like, oh, when are they coming out? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's, it's great. I mean,. It's it's so good. So let, let's talk rumble matches themselves. What are you guys' favorite rumble matches? But also, what is your all time favorite rumble match too? I say one of my total, not just the matches of the entire event was ninety four. I really thought that was a great event, <laughs> even though the ending was a little controversial. I just thought from top to bottom the card was pretty good. Yeah. And I don't know. People talk down on the conclusion but i thought it was exciting at the time of course i was a kid but i thought the whole lex luger bret hart thing and who really won it oh that was, was great cool. yeah that whole ending was Kazuna and undertaker in the casket match right before that which yep was, i'm not sure if that was the first one but it was definitely pretty freaking epic so <laughs> yeah i i don't know if that was the first one that might have been the second one because uh, yeah. for some reason i thought kamala was the first one but i could be wrong yeah, that might have been. And uh, I know the Quebecers fought Brett and Owen, which I thought was a you know fun match. The Quebecers were freaking great, and Brett and Owen teaming together. Mm-hmm. I just remember really enjoying this from top to bottom. This particular Rumble. Yeah. Well, I've got my list here. So I've got four Rumble matches. I I, I didn't do necessarily the events because um, the events are always fun, anyways. I, I stuck strictly to the Rumble matches themselves. Actually, this past year, 2019, the Women's Rumble was probably the better of the two, and it was one of my favorites because you had the whole story with Becky Lynch going into that. You know, she's been kept being put down and stuff. She took on that whole the man persona. She lost the title earlier in the night, and then, you know, the whole angle with Lana getting injured, and then her coming out, and then having, you know, telling Fit Finley to put her in the match so she can get revenge on, because Nia Jax was in there, and she's the one that gave her the concussion, you know, just a few months before, legitimate concussion, because she's fucking reckless. Yeah. And so that, that whole build up there, I mean, that, that... The match itself was great, too, because you had all these, like, NXT people coming in, too, which was great. A lot of these up-and-coming women in, in NXT, that was a great touch. So, overall, that that match was a very, very good one, in my opinion, and high on my list. Yeah, I like yeah. the one. The year before that, the women's, that was my favorite of the two women's ones so far. Okay. Just with all the nostalgia play, and yeah. I can't remember the Aussie chicks, but... Their ridiculousness. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That just completed the match for me. I, both, I both were both great rumbles. I've oh, definitely. Them in both years in a row, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. So, so my, my other three, just to kind of get them out of the way 
for, for myself here. 2008 was another good one for me because the thing I like about 2008 is you had it in Madison Square Garden. So you had that New York crowd and the whole minimalist entrance, you know, on the side versus how they normally do because that always feels and makes it just feel different. You had all the nostalgia. I mean, you had like Roddy Piper. You had Jimmy Superfly Snooka in it. I mean, they had a good amount of nostalgia mixed with all the normal people. And then, of course, you had the surprises because you had John Cena coming back from injury, even though I don't really care for John Cena. It was a, it was a legitimate good pop, you know, for him coming back yeah. from injury. Nobody it expected was. it. I was irritated at the time, but it was a good pop. Yeah. <laughs> so that was another good one for me. My final two are a little bit older. The 99 Rumble match, because the Austin McMahon story playing out throughout that whole match was superb. I mean, the the Rumble match itself without that was kind of average. McMahon winning it, I thought was corny as shit. (laughs) I enjoyed it. I I, I love the story throughout the whole thing. But my all-time favorite Rumble match, and this took me a while to figure out, but... I'm dead set on this one. I don't think it'll ever change. 92 with the WWF title on the line. Yeah, Ric Flair winning it. Too, that's the best rumble ever, in my opinion, as well. And I hated that Flair won it back then. Like, I was completely wrapped up in that all, all that shit. And, yeah. Um, you, know, <laughs> you know, Flair was the heel coming in. I was like, who's this fucking WC, WNWA guy I think he is? But to this day, I can watch it beginning the side man that's a great fucking match it's yeah just, Woo! they show him off like and you know i mean it's a pretty epic one for him and he gets to show off <laughs> even though he hid some but it was a good match man that's sean you might hate rick flair you might have hated rick flair at the time but never forget he spent more money on spilt liquor in a year than what you make <laughs> so and that means something <laughs> and he will and he will steal your steal your women too as he would always say. <laughs> so Ric Flair is one of the greatest if not the greatest yeah no definitely <laughs> yeah that's why I can appreciate him now because I hated him so yeah. much then like <laughs> I loved Ric Flair those are the ones you know Ric that are Flair. really great styling and profiling yep and 92 is definitely my favorite also, you know, the first one with Duggan winning, everybody always thinks it's kind of corny because Duggan won. I yeah. like to think of it as one of the few moments Duggan got a little fucking respect in wrestling. Yeah, so, for sure. He was a mainstay, period. WWE doesn't exist without Duggan either. So. Yeah, that dude was <clears throat> fucking tough as nails. I mean, never really got a chance to run with a an actual title for very much. I mean, I, I know he had a couple, but... There wasn't yeah, much room like title wise. You couldn't go to arena even today without somebody hearing hearing somebody go, Oh like Yep. <laughs> just as much as Ric Flair's woos. So. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. Chris Benoit's rumble match win for me personally, I thought was awesome. Always been a big Chris Benoit fan and it's kind of yeah. a purposely forgotten rumble match now. Right. Now which is understandable. Chris yeah. Benoit, that's a wrestler that I know. Yeah. <laughs> and it led to him finally winning the world title. Like, it really yeah. was the beginning of him solidifying his career as one of the best. Ever. I don't know him for his wrestling career. <laughs> Obviously. I didn't think so, yeah. And um, 
The last one, as far as what I like, is Michael's second one that he won. I absolutely okay. hated the first one that he won. It was the biggest shame of a Rumble and all Rumble matches, as far as I'm concerned. They shortened it to 60 seconds, brought him out as number one, and tried to tote it as the best, biggest victory, when in my opinion, it was just a rush job to get it out of the way. Yeah, I agree. And I hated when Roman Reigns won it. Yeah, fuck that. Oh, gosh, I was going to say that, too. Yeah. That was so terrible. And <laughs> this is probably not a popular opinion, but I disliked Rey Mysterio winning the Rumble because I felt like it was not done for the right reasons. I yeah. I would probably agree with that. I mean, I understood because why they did it. after Eddie's death and all that, and I really felt like yeah. it was like this big tribute thing. And I love Rey Mysterio. He's a fabulous wrestler, but I just never saw him as a heavyweight world champion either. Yeah, That's just I agree. Because he's not heavyweight, when I did he's watch, so small. <laughs> Rey Mysterio was one of my favorites because I always liked the high-flying style of yep. wrestling. Yeah, The luchador Personal. stuff is, is always great. great. I love that stuff. Luchador, but cruiserweights, like, but consider I'm like I think the best in the company. It seems a little out there. <laughs> the newest one I saw recently with my cousin, the guy's name was like Sin Cara. He was really cool. Yeah, fun he's to watch. pretty fun, man. I like they kind of sell him and his buddy as kid stuff now. Yeah, he can definitely fly around. They they use that more of a showpiece now than a showcase, like they should. Yeah, like yeah. Ricochet. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> and everybody loves Kofi, and man, he's done the most inventive shit I've ever seen. But Mr. Perfect and Shawn Michaels, man, sure pulled some freaking fabulous shit as far as keeping their yeah they did the floor, dude. like they started it. Every time I see Kofi do it, I think that's almost like in memory of Mr. Perfect and Michaels doing that yeah, shit. Yeah, I would agree. Definitely. <laughs> I forgot to mention this about the '94 Rumble. Diesel standing in the ring, just throwing guys out and waiting for the next one to come. To me, it was like the most impressive shit at the time. <laughs> yeah. And the least impressive was Bushwhacker Luke and Santino Morelli getting their asses basically knocked out within seconds. Oh, I love what that the ring. <laughs> but it was great. Bushwhacked walked his way into the ring, got clotheslined <laughs> out, and bushwhacked <laughs> out. Yep. <laughs> that was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> and one last shout out to Rick Martel. He almost hit the hour mark. Him and Greg Valentine both. I think it was the 91 Rumble, man. Like, I think you're probably right. Yeah, half the damn thing under the ring. But that shit was before anybody had ever done it, so I always yep. like to respect Martel for that shit. <laughs> he was a <laughs> true cheater before all the cheaters. <laughs> all right, Ted, That's you've been kind of quiet over there, so what, what, what's some of your favorite Rumble matches? Well, just like you, I loved the women's Rumble match from last year. I thought it was fantastic. The women really brought their A game. Uh, the men's Rumble last year was boring. Uh, it just it, there's yeah. nothing. It really was. Really, I just other than it, Jeff it Jarrett. Jeff nothing Jarrett in the really. beginning was hilarious and great. That was funny. That was funny. Him and Elias, the whole thing that happened, that was great. Um, but yeah, overall, it was just a boring match, and I was so disappointed in it. My favorite overall was the 99 win again because of the Stone Cold McMahon storyline. Um, I love the whole uh, McMahon led him to the where the concession stands and stuff are sold. And it was like a it was a trap. You know, they quote injured Stone Cold and he had to be taken out in the yep, ambulance. And then, all more then 
And then he came back driving the ambulance, which was great. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> he went back <laughs> into the match. Uh, Ch- that was also the year China was. It, she was the first woman to be in a Royal oh, yeah. Rumble. Um, I cannot remember who they were. Uh, what was it? A couple of years ago, or maybe it was last year. Yeah, uh, they mentioned a woman being corny. the first. Was that Nia Jax? Yeah, they were saying. Uh huh. Because they were like, oh, it's Lion Jax is the first woman, and I'm sitting there, and we're There's watching There's been two it, other women before like, her that have been in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, Nia Jax is not the first. And if she was, then I feel sorry for the entire gender of women, because Nia Jax sucks. That's all I gotta say, because she sucks. And she, that's all she does is, is, like you said, she's so reckless in the ring, and what she did to Becky Lynch last year... For the Survivor Series, um, you yep. know, I mean, you see, you know, the picture, her bloody nose, bloodied face, broken and everything. nose, We're concussed, the everything, just the whole yeah. thing. It was just like, holy crap. But I love, you know, the, the Rumble 99 is my favorite just because of that. And I love certain aspects of it. I love like Gilbert coming out and being eliminated really quickly because yep. they just don't want him in the ring with them. They're just like, who is this joker? <laughs> just like, you know, he comes out all like Goldberg, of course, which is the stick making fun of Goldberg yep. and, and they just immediately eliminate him. So uh, stuff like that, you know, the stuff you guys have already mentioned are, you know, great too, of course. So I yeah. can't really elaborate more on that, but, um, yeah, I would say, you know, basically I'm in agreement with all of y'all except for Sean on Rumble 99, but, you know. <laughs> There's just little just things diff- that irritate me about him, man. I don't know. D- different strokes, wins. different folks. Yeah, exactly. And I, the yeah. out-of-the-ring stuff, I don't know. I didn't like that when they were doing some of that shit then. It felt... Oh, I, it's not that I hate the attitude. I like the attitude. But There's little things like that. It just made it seem more corny like everyone thinks wrestling is and that's why yeah. i hated about it i felt like it was hurting the business not helping the business more understandable guys i think sean's turned into jim corny <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you something <laughs> no, I won't tell oh he hates the joke. attitude era <laughs> oh he hates it with no, a passion i don't hate it it's like i'm there sorry was just a jim, lot but... of corny shit that has never come back and repaired and i think that's part of why wrestling is in the state it is now but at the time it was the best freaking thing ever it really was. Now, everybody keeps waiting for Problem. something to return. That shit's never coming back. And if it did, it would get thrown off the air and it would seem twice as cheesy now. It's just it's yeah. not gonna happen. There's a reason. There, there's stuff about there is stuff about the attitude era is terrible, like how women were represented and all the stupid nightgown pole matches and all that crap. You know, I guess if you're going through puberty at the time, you're like, oh, this is the greatest thing. But, you know. Yeah, but when you get older and have two at, daughters and you don't yep. even show them this shit. Yeah, when, when you grow up and mature, you're like, I can't believe they even did that as a company. <laughs> you, you know, I'm just like, my goodness. This was this was a company that had Hulk Hogan, the real American hero, and yep. Miss Elizabeth, who was a classy lady. You know? now, now you're having women fighting in their bra and panties and all this stuff. You're just like, what the heck? Is this the same company that I watched as a kid? <laughs> it sure is. Growing up, I'm watching this. But that's what I appreciate now, though, is that the women are treated with so much respect because they are athletes. These women yep. are athletes. They're not just yes. there for their looks. They're they're athletic. They work their butts off. They put them. They put their butts on the line. And I mean, they right now, and we've said it before, just in private talk now on the podcast, or maybe we have said a podcast, I don't remember, but 
the women are the best thing that the WWE has right now because yeah. they're having the more interesting matches. So you can only put up with so much Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. <laughs> I mean, oh gosh, they're great performers. Seth Rollins but is so boring. It's, it's kind of the same story all over again. It's his being character shoved down everybody's throat. Uh, I don't think he's gonna yeah. win this year though. If he's even in the rumble, I don't know if he is. I, I mean, we'll get into this, but I, I have a feeling yeah. I know who's gonna win. And I yeah, too. I have a guess. But, I say let's get in. Yeah, on, uh, so let's, let's, let's take a look actually at this year's Rumble. <laughs> let's start off by just running down the card and just putting out there the different matches that are happening on Sunday night. So there's a total of, uh, right now, I mean, they could always add more matches, and this does not include any possible like pre-show matches, but there's a total of seven matches announced right now. So we've got Sheamus returning to face Shorty G. Actually, I refuse to call him Shorty G. It's fucking Chad yeah, Gable. so corny, man. Seamus is so, going to wipe the fucking floor. Unfortunately. Where are the shorties at? Yeah, fuck that. Anyways, so Seamus versus Chad Gable. You have the U.S. title match between Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo. Uh, you have the false count anywhere match between Roman Reigns and King Corbin or Baron Corbin. You have the SmackDown women's title. Bailey defending against Lacey Evans. That's going to be a good match. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, I can't wait for that match. I hope so. I do too. Uh, Then we have the Raw women's title match between Becky Lynch and Asuka. That's another one that's going to be a must-watch because they're playing off that whole story with Becky Lynch never being able to beat Asuka yet. So uh, that's interesting. We have a strap match for the Universal title between Bray Wyatt defending against yes. Daniel Bryan. I hate Bryan. WWE, but thank you, WWE. Like, I haven't seen a strap match in a long fucking time. <laughs> it's been a long time. I'm, I'm happy. That's what I told Isaiah <laughs> the other day. I was like, man, I haven't seen a strap yes, match in forever. This is going to be great. Yeah. I hope it's going to be great. I, I hope, hope so. they don't botch it. I, I, I misspoke. There's, there's eight matches, not seven. The last one was just on the second page. But then to finish up, the last two matches are the Royal Rumble matches. You have the women's and then the men's. So, eight matches total announced. What are you guys' predictions or things that you think are going to possibly happen for the Rumble? Uh, well, well, I do think Lacey Evans might have her time to shine. And mm-hmm. like I said, Sheamus wiping the floor with Shorty G. Unfortunately, Roman Reigns is going to fucking win. Yep, that was what I was going to get into. I, I'm predicting Reigns. That's my prediction. Roman, Wayne, Roman Reigns to win the Rumble, yeah. And for a false count anywhere, it's probably not just not going to live up to what it should. Probably not. I don't not. know about Becky Lynch and Asuka. I love Asuka, man, but she's probably not going to win. Yeah. Honestly, I think this might be Asuka's night. I mean, because yeah, she's, she's been so mishandled since she came up to the main roster from NXT. Like, NXT, they, they fucking made her just this monster that couldn't be beaten. But now she's just kind of the, just like the second-hand talent, and I, I really believe that this would be the time for her to take Becky Lynch out. I mean, as much as I love Becky Lynch and her being champion, it's starting to get a little stale now, and I don't want that to happen to her character and whatnot. I think it's the right time to take her out of the title picture for now. Put the belt on Asuka and just rebuild Asuka to where she needs to be. Yeah, and that's be kind great. of where I'm with that. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of torn on that because I love both of them. And I agree with you about Becky. You know, her character could get, might get still, even though I still find her compelling. She still gets popped. Uh, oh, pops. definitely. 
I mean, that whole match with her and Natalia there in Canada, and she got a bigger pop than Natalia did. Yep. <laughs> I mean, so, but um, I agree with that. But I, a part of me just doesn't want to see Becky lose, but I like Oscar too. So I'm, again, this is one of those matches I'm torn on. Yeah. I hope Lacey wins because I love Bailey being a villain and basically an entitled brat. And so her losing and just watching her throw a fit after she loses is going to be great. Because I watched SmackDown last night and she just um, did the typical Lacey was being interviewed yep. and she just uh, jumped Lacey from behind. And it was great because my nephew actually got to go to SmackDown last night. Oh, nice. My, uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, my sister, my sister and brother-in-law took him you know, because it was in Dallas. And uh, they posted a picture on social media of him doing the Hulk Hogan pose when they were That's there awesome. at the stadium. That's it was great. great. I'm glad he got to experience that. It was great. And also, uh, a guy I work with, him and his wife, they had front row seats, but too bad their seats were uh, where the cameras were behind them, so they really didn't get shown. <laughs> but they were still there, though. But it was awesome. You know, it was just great knowing that. It's like, hey, there's so many people there that I know now. There's like five people I know that yeah. are SmackDown right now. It's great. So, uh, but uh, yeah, it's... Um, I'm looking forward to Lacey Evans. Hopefully, you know, I hope it's a great match. I hope she wins. And uh, I want to see Bailey have a little meltdown like she did <laughs> yep. back back when she was still technically a face. And she's like, shut up and crying. us. I love that. It's so. It fits her character so perfectly now, though. It, it would be just great if yeah. that happens, you know. <laughs> um so Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt too, man. Like I just want to say, like, oh gosh, I hope that's. Gonna I be just great. hope they beat the living crap out of you. Like I'm happy with I either so. one of these guys winning. Man, to be honest with did, you, did you see the? Did any of y'all see SmackDown nah, with the contract signing last night? Mm-mm. Oh man, it was so it was so great because Daniel, you know, Daniel Bryan's in the ring and Michael Cole's there, and uh, the table set up, contracts out there. The Firefly Funhouse starts playing, and there's Bray on the uh, big screen on the Titan Tron, and and he, he, you know, doing the usual thing, and then he, they, they just go back and forth, and then finally Bray gets a serious face, and he's like, "Well, it won't be appropriate for me to go down there since you're facing him." And then all the lights just go out, and then you know they come back on, and there's the fiend right there, and he takes the strap. Well, first he attacks. Bray Wyatt knocks him down, takes a strap, and does stuff to him with the strap. And then he cuts his own hand and signs the contract in his own blood. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh wow! And you could, and while and while he was doing that, you heard somebody from the crowd just scream, "You're crazy!" And I just started laughing. <laughs> it was great. So I'm hoping it's going to be a brutal and you know yeah, very good match. I'm hoping, match. So. I'm hoping man. Be, man. I hope. Yep. Yeah. I hope they don't wimp out on us like they've been doing in the Hell in the Cells, where it's like, oh, no contest. I'm like, how was the Hell in the Cell having no contest? That's, that that's doesn't bullshit. make any sense to that me. That makes they, no sense. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's the whole point of a Hell in the Cell. Anything goes, they no matter what. popped another back muscle or something when you heard that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was the referee in the first time that happened, yeah. and he's the one who called it. <laughs> yeah. So bogus. That's a whole other story, though. But so yeah, I feel Bray Wyatt's gonna retain, and then I I think Roman will end up winning the Rumble, and then going on to face him and finally dethroning Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. My pick is Drew McIntyre uh, to go on and fight Brock, and somehow it's gonna lead from something that happens in the Rumble. 
which is so, completely boring yeah. as fuck. But that's why I think it's going to happen. I hope The Fiend wins because he's one of the best things that the WWE has right now as far as characters and gimmicks. Yeah. So I hope he wins. If Roman does win, I don't know. I yeah, I, I don't, don't want Roman to be the champion. I don't know. There's a rumor that Vince wants to push Baron Corbin for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, but that's but been I, a rumor for like two years. I just don't believe it anymore in time. Right. I mean, he is getting a push. I've heard it's been. He won the King of the Ring. I mean, they could keep going. I see mine's it's... based on a little bit of rumor shit, too. So that's why yeah. I picked yeah. Drew McIntyre. So. No, I well, my, my full prediction is Roman or him. And I'm going more with Roman because it's Roman and Vince likes to push him yep. for whatever reason. You know, and I don't lately I don't I don't really dislike him. I like his little feud with Baron Corbin. It doesn't bother me, but when he's gonna be pushing the spotlight again, it's gonna irritate the crap out of me because that's not what people most want. Fans, yeah. Well, honestly, nowadays because they've been doing it slowly and they've been kind of having in the in the mid card, most people are cheering him now. I've hardly yeah. heard any booing of Roman Reigns, so it might be the right time for the majority of fans to start pushing him that way again. For the kids, that's how I see. Yeah, if with hair, I get, you can say if it's done, <laughs> if it's done correctly, you know, if if it's done correctly, it can work. And we've been saying that since the beginning. And his booking at when when he was just shoved down our throats, the booking was terrible. It was one of the worst, probably Which the made worst me I've ever on seen. Him completely, so I don't care what he's done, how long they take, and what they do. He can go away. That's just my. It's hard. I'm trying. I'm trying to be fair to the man. <laughs> I, mean, I, I really am because he has gotten a lot of crap. But I understand. I have no that reason too. to be fair. He ain't nobody. To me. And I'm nobody. <laughs> to him. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm. Sorry. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to be a, a. What do you call it? An ogre or something? But I. I just. I don't think the time is actually right. For, for him to yeah. be in the spotlight. I don't know. Well, it's just... and who really knows when will be the right time? Cause I mean, it's, they, they're going to try whatever they're going to try. I mean, it's either going to work or it's yeah. not, but I see sometimes let... you just fumble the bomb. That's it. You missed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes. And that the, may be the, the case, problem but... is, is that the pro the problem is, is it seems like, obviously I don't know Vince McMahon personally, but he's, he just seems like, he doesn't care if he's wrong or not. Or in that his I mind, he's with. never wrong. Yeah. That's why. So, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if Roman won. I just really don't want him yeah. to. And Drew McIntyre would not make me happy either. That's just kind of yeah. what I thought of it. Had. Yeah. All right. Else, I'd rather they bring back Gilbert and him win. Either that or well, Brock will win <laughs> it. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Let's move into these uh, um, news and more rumors than anything. So one of the biggest rumors coming out is that there's a possibility Cain Velasquez will end up being there not to win it, <laughs> but to possibly cost Brock to lose and get eliminated at the oh, Rumble. That'd be great. To set up Cain Velasquez is wrestling. Yes. yes, which I don't. So like. the UFC they, fighter Cain Velasquez. Yes. 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 So yep, that, so that that's a rumor that he's gonna get probably involved, possibly. Yeah, in that sounds so predictable. It's probably freaking true. So see it at WrestleMania. Yep. Hey, I hope, it's better than Lesnar winning the Rumble. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I hope that happens. So I would I, I would rather take that evil than him actually winning and ruining the night for because me. Because 
Because Vince is not going to let Brock lose, quote, legitimately. Right. Because he's invincible. So. Even though all Seth Rollins did to beat him was, like, stomp his head in the ground five times and then pin him and win yep. back at WrestleMania right. last year. But couple other rumors here for this weekend. Because there's a number of different people that are in town for the Rumble. Whether or not they're going to be a part of it or not remains to be seen. Uh, number one, Undertaker is in town. But obviously he lives in Texas. He's in town for the Rumble. Nia Jax and Ruby Riot are scheduled to be there because they're scheduled to be coming back at any point now. So we could they possibly no see women them. listed. So there could be a whole lot of surprises for the Rumble. Yeah, exactly. Rumble and one of the biggest rumors going around, which obviously has been kind of going around for the longest time, is possibly Edge coming back out of retirement yeah. to be in the Rumble. I almost picked him as the winner. But then I was like, that's probably too overkill. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've heard those rumors too. That would be a huge return and a big pop. So. It it would, but I'm not. I'm also not holding my breath because, I mean, the dude had a fucking serious, serious neck mm-hmm. injury. But, I mean, yeah. then again, look at Daniel Bryan. He had serious brain injury and he came back. Maybe, so maybe anything's possible. Maybe DDP and he got him all ready to fight. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Needless to say, the Rumble event itself is going to be interesting. I I can't wait to watch it. So hopefully for those of you guys that are listening to our podcast tonight and just kind of us rambling a little bit about wrestling, maybe it gets you interested. You can always check it out, uh, the WWE Network. Usually you can get the first month for free if you've never signed up. Otherwise, it's $9.99, obviously, for those of you that are veterans of the network. So feel free to check it out. I'll probably be live tweeting throughout the event, so you can look forward to that and my very, very inexperienced usage of social media. So be on the lookout for that. I'll I'll definitely be live tweeting throughout the event. But uh, otherwise, we want to thank you guys for checking out this week's episode of the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. As always, you can always reach out to us through our social media on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. All of them are at CLS podcast, but otherwise we appreciate you guys checking out the episode. And as Ted always says, see you next week. Thanks for joining us today for the CLS podcast. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media with the hashtag CLS podcast until next time. Stay safe campers. Campers.